welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. cheering and clapping and encouraging these folks. Come on. Come on. Here you go. This is all for you. Have your water. Your little stand here for you. Get your whatever you need in there. Thank you. you know. Here you go. My name is Chad. And in July, I'm going to become a grandpa. I'm also going to acquire another son-in-law. And in June, the youngest of my four children is graduating. This is a 12-step program talk on coming to grips with being old and past your prime. It's interesting because I would say I wasn't 100% sure what I even wanted to say even a few days ago. <laughs> I think I admitted that to Pastor Jake through a text. But then I just said, you know what? A whole uh, Recently, since Christmas Eve, which is when I found out that I'm going to become a grandpa, I have been reflecting on my life a whole lot about uh, maybe what my role is, what my moving forward, what my role has been, and... Um, I think it's normal and natural for us that are that have grown children or even you know grandchildren uh, that we often look back on our lives and we think, hmm, what could I have done better? Or man, man, what did I screw up there? Or was I not awesome? And um, yeah, so I've been thinking a lot about that and what I can do and what my role is moving forward. And so. This morning, I just want to share a little bit about maybe things that I've learned along the way, and certainly some of them are just my opinion, and others are are things that I think God can maybe speak to you, or and I'm thinking mainly to those of you that are younger, maybe you haven't, you don't have children yet, maybe you're not married, maybe you're still in high school, um, maybe you're just getting your career started. So I'm just going to throw them out there, because that's what I've learned, and that's what I've been thinking about a whole lot lately, and uh Take it for what it's worth. Maybe there'll be a nugget or two in there that you could think, I'm okay. Um, but I, I think one of the regrets I have is that I didn't take the advice of people I should have, or I didn't, I didn't um, endeavor to ask more questions. How can I be better? How can I do this better? And um, I think one of, the, one of the things that I remember very clearly uh, when I, I think I was in my first job is that my high school principal, uh, she was my boss at that point, said, I think we we're going to have a baby uh, soon. And she said, oh, you know what? When we had our baby, we, or grandkids, we went in there and we were breaking generational curses over our, those newborns and things like that. And I should have done that. I didn't. I was a little too, I don't know, maybe just overwhelmed with the moment. Didn't feel, I was too young. I didn't. But I'm telling you, in July, I'm going into that delivery room <laughs> and I'm going to do it. Not, not because there's enormous curses plaguing my family, but because God is gracious. He hears our prayers. He's been known to change his mind once or twice. 
And so um, we have a, a, a history in our family of making the hospital rooms awkward. When I was a teenager, I, I went in for stitches on my head, no big deal, but my mom came flying in there speaking in tongues, <laughs> scattered the, the room. Everybody left. And then she was just saying recently that she woke up from her surgery, uh, thank you, Jesus, or hallelujah, and, it, and everybody was freaking out, you know. And uh, so in July, we, I might do a little bit of freaking out of the nurses, but I, nurses, I really don't care because I know I have to do that as a grandfather. And uh, so uh, I'm a band teacher, and I've been a band teacher, music teacher for 20, this is my 26th year. And uh, the greatest thing about that, honestly, I mean, I get to do what I love, which is music every single day. And uh, does that mean I only got 39 seconds left? Oh, my word. Okay, I'll try. I'm going to rip through all this. Is that I've had the opportunity to teach my own kids. I've been able to be there for their school years. And I, I know that hasn't been super awesome for them, but for me, it totally has. Because... In the areas that I haven't been awesome as a, as a father, I've been able to be there to, to help guide them and, and just be a presence for them, but it's been the hugest blessing for me personally. And so um, I have three awesome, amazing daughters that I just consider uh, God is so gracious in, in my flaws as a parent, and, and I'm not going to say my wife's flaws as a parent, but, you know, we, we aren't perfect, uh, but God is so good. They're just the most beautiful women, and I love them. Um, and my son, I get to uh, spend some time here in the last year of, of him being at school, and, and I'm really endeavoring just to be with him and, and impart whatever I can into his life. And I'm proud of you, bud, and you're awesome. And God's going to use you amazingly. So here we go. I'm going to probably go double time, but I'm going to make it quick. So uh, young people, parents, here's what I'm going to encourage you to do. Um, be a Solomon parent. Uh, as you uh, are embarking on various phases of your life, well, whether it's parenting or marriage, pray for wisdom. Pray for wisdom. And God will give you everything else, but wisdom, sometimes you just don't know what to do. God is gracious. Uh, in your younger years, when, you're, when your kids are young, pray for wisdom for the right priorities in your life and how to put the important things in place so that you can be the best parent that you can. And as your uh, kids are getting older, pray for wisdom in judgment. Uh, where do I... Where do I hold my kids to account and be strict and, and all that kind of stuff? Um, but also uh, the judgment of how to deal with things as a parent. They're new. They're things you've never done before. Ask questions um, from older people that can help you, uh, but that God would give you the wisdom on how to be um, judging which things to do and what not to do. Being a parent uh, is super humbling, and it, um, it shows you your own flaws. Not, not, not humbling in that your kids let you down or make you look bad, but that it, it is a reflection of who you are as a person. And so in that, it may be humbling, but it's God's way of building character in you and improving you. And for me, that's been the case. Um, being a parent uh, is what I call a mini-me reality. Um, you, you, you see, and you look in the mirror, right, and you see things that your kids do, and you're like, oh, man, come on. Like, but then it's like, you know what? It's because they're a reflection of you in many ways, right? So um, they're a reflection of sometimes your flaws, but they're also a reflection of your strengths, so be encouraged in that. Um, husbands and wives, 
Uh, just do your best. Ask God to, be, to work through you to be the best example you can be for your kids to, to recognize and that you would reflect all the things that God wants you to be as a husband and, and as a father. Because as your kids grow older, they're going to be looking for those things in a partner and a mate. And you want to give them the best example that you can of what to find in that person. Uh, husbands and wives, dads and moms, be men and women of God. Let your parents, let your kids see you as parents and as a couple pray. Let them see you worship. Let them see you serve. Let them see you forgive. Let them see you sacrifice. Let them see all the things that uh, God wants to be an example through you of. Right? So, um, you got to look in the mirror. Yeah, if you want to make your home a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. You got to get it right while you got the time. If you close your heart, then you close your mind. It's Michael Jackson. <laughs> Looking at the man in the mirror. Right? Ask God to help you change. Help, ask God to help you be the man and woman of God that you are. And you know what? As parents and older generation... Uh, we get overwhelmed sometimes on, on when we've messed up. We think, oh, sometimes it just feels like you, th- you want to throw your hands up. But uh, in Galatians 6, 9, it says, So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And Paul was talking about the Galatians and how they should be encouraging the people of Galatia, uh, Jewish and non-Jewish, to do, just keep doing the right thing. Keep doing the right thing. Don't grow weary. And especially in parenting, right? It's going to pay off. God's going to show his grace and mercy to you and your kids. So I'm counting on it. And older generation, where do we we go from here? What do we do? We just keep praying and we keep supporting our kids. And and that's my role moving forward, right? I'm I'm not committing all my energies to my job and to my future and my career. It's into the next generation, and putting into them the things that are of value and of God. Because as Jesus said to Paul, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness, so now I am glad to boast of my weakness. So that the power of Jesus can work through me and my family. Pray for wisdom. Pray for grace. God's grace is sufficient for all of us. Amen? Thank you. Wasn't that amazing? Chad, that's some great stuff. And I don't know the last time that somebody quoted a classic Michael Jackson song during church was either. I I felt bad. I knew exactly what you were saying. Me and Willow, I think. Did anybody else know what he was? Okay. Okay. I was like, yes, let's go. <laughs> Talking about Solomon and Michael Jackson. <laughs> All right. Uh, next we have Jaden. Jaden, come on up here. You ready for this? I asked, I asked uh, Jaden to come and share just because I have watched over the last year the Lord work in Jaden's life and just begin to speak to him and work in some things with him. And I know that he's nervous right now, but that's okay because the Spirit of God is going to speak through him right now and fill him with your words and your thoughts 
and it's going to bring life and healing to all who hear your words. In the name of Jesus, we all said? Yeah. All right, buddy. Let's go. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Can you all hear me? Yeah. Good. Okay. So my name is Jaden. I haven't met you. And yeah, I just wanted to talk about um, what the Lord has been talking to me about lately and what I've been going through and how I've seen the goodness of his grace in my life. So I'm just going to like walk if that's okay. I find I can think better. So, <laughs> so a couple of years ago, I... I really started to struggle with fear and anxiety. And I remember this day when, you know, I had this thought come into my mind and I just, I couldn't get it out. And it was, it was a lie, it was from the enemy. And um, I really just began to pray to God and pray. And I, I wasn't hearing anything at the time. I was like praying and praying. And this thought, um, I just like, it started to consume my mind. I, I couldn't get it out. And not gonna go into too much detail, but it started to physically affect me. And I started getting really scared. I started getting anxious. And what the Lord really began to show me during those times was to trust in him no matter the circumstances that no matter how big of an obstacle is in front of me, no matter what, even though I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, to believe that he's going to see me through the other side. My phone just turned off. And, you know, and I love Romans 8.28, how it says that, you know, we know all things work together for good to those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. And in 2 Corinthians 5.7, it says that we walk by faith, not by sight. I found so often when, you know, I was having these thoughts, I was anxious, I was fearful, I was walking by what I was seeing, I was walking by what I was feeling. When the Lord began to say, you can't be walking by what you're feeling or what you're seeing, but you need to be walking by the truth. In John chapter 8, Jesus said, you will know the truth, and that truth will set you free. Because who the Son sets free is free indeed. You know, in going through this, you know, I, I'm doing a lot better, but I, I still struggle with this fear and this anxiety a bit. But what I really came to learn through this is how to stand on the Word of God. Yeah. That when those hard times come, I don't know how I'm going to make it to the other side. I stand on His promises that are yes and amen. I stand on His promises that who the Son sets free is free indeed. I stand on his promises that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I stand on his promises that I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You know, and as I look back, I really realized that the Lord was taking what the enemy intended for evil and he was turning it for good. Because if I hadn't gone through what I went through, I wouldn't be the same person as I am today. Because even though it was hard, it caused me to grow. Even though it was hard, and I know it's probably still going to be hard. Jesus himself said, in this life you will have troubles. But he also said, take heart, for I have overcome this world.
One minute, okay. <laughs> and I mean, I think that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what your life looks like. I don't know what your circumstances look like, but God does. And I know if he met me where I was at, if, you know, he took this situation that by myself was impossible, if he made it possible and he saw me to the other side, he can do it for you. That's it. We're whispering secret, secret up here. <laughs> Wasn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah. So here's what I want to do right now. Did you see what Jaden had inside of him coming out? You could tell Jaden has walked through this, right? Does anybody here deal with fear and anxiety and worry and stress? I want you to put your hands up. I want you to stand up, and we're going to have Jaden pray right now and believe God for us. Because Jaden has walked through this himself, right? So it doesn't matter that Jaden's only 18 years old. 19. Oh, 19. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. So, I'm so sorry. I forgot. He just had his birthday. But he is going to pray, and the Spirit of God is going to work. Amen? Amen? All right. Okay. You just go for it. Dear God, I thank you for today. I thank you for everyone here that, um, you know, standing up who has, you know, struggled with fear and struggled with anxiety. And God, I thank you that your word says that we have not been given a spirit of fear. Yes but of power and of love and of a sound mind in the same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead is living and is dwelling on the inside of us. God, I pray for every person that you know, they bring into captivity, every fearful and anxious lie from the enemy. And we say it has to bow down to the name of Jesus, the name that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. God, I thank you for your spirit that brings life, that brings healing, that brings wholeness. I pray that you are moving across this place and touching people's hearts in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you need to get off that computer, man. You need to get up here more. <laughs> what are you? You know, and I can relate to Chad. He's a few years older than me, just a few. But I think, you know, when he's talking about we need to be cheering and we need to be praying for this next generation. I really feel strongly with the younger generation. What we're seeing them step across is a threshold. Yeah. See, 1 Corinthians 13, the Apostle Paul said, when I was a child, I thought like a child. I spoke like a child. But when I became a man, I had to put those childish things away. And I, I really believe, Ruth, I think you agree too, but <clears throat> if this is something today, this is anything, and I believe what you're seeing is the next generation rising up today and taking their place. Do you agree? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just feel the holiness. I'm going to be quiet. I just feel the Lord. All right. That was really great. Josiah, my twin, is coming up now. We're not actually twins. Yes, we are. <laughs> Irish twins. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Josiah. For the few of you in here that don't know me, I think I know almost everyone in here, though. 
Um, what I'm talking about today kind of goes with Jaden's. Um, it's talking about putting all of your faith into God. So I was reading my Bible the other day. Um, I like to try to read a proverb a day. Uh, Pastor Jake told me when I was a young child that there are 31 <laughs> proverbs. So if you don't know what to read one day, read a proverb for that day. Um, so what I'm reading from is Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6 um, from the NLT version. And that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. So I'm going to break that down and kind of explain what that means to me a little bit. So the first part being trust in the Lord with all your heart. So the biggest part there is trust, right at the beginning. Trust. Have all of your faith in him. You should be, everything is on Jesus, focusing on Jesus. Um, and that's with all of your heart. Not with a little bit, not with some of it, not with those doubts in your mind, but you need to put all of your trust and all of your faith into him because he is the God that can do anything and we need to believe in that. Sorry, I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous. I don't like talking in front of people. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, number two, do not depend on your own understanding. You don't need to figure everything out on your own. And frankly, you may think you know everything, but you don't. Jesus knows everything. So you need to depend on him and not depend on yourself. Number three, seek his will with all that you do. You should be constantly looking for God every day. We should be showing Jesus through ourselves, um, whether that's, you know, at work, driving in traffic when someone cuts you off, playing sports, someone makes you mad. You know, you should be praying constantly, giving thanks to God all the time, you know. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this day. You know, thank you for that person that just cut me off. Bless their day. Um, and number four, and he will show you which path to take. He will give you the wisdom you need to guide you through your life. And he will shush open doors and close doors for you and just do miracles that no other person can do, things you can't even do for yourself. So whatever you're dealing with, depression, anxiety, financial struggles, uh, a mean boss at work, physical health, anything you may be struggling with, put all of your faith into God and I promise that he will bless you. He will do things that only he can do that no other man can do. Uh, put all of your faith in God, thank you. Well, that wasn't so bad, was it? Yeah, he wanted to, he, he said he was going to come up here and tell everybody that he never actually said yes to speaking today, and he didn't say yes. I would just, we said you're speaking, so there you go. Uh, next, we have Sarah's going to come up here and share, and Sarah is ready to go. You ready? Let's go. Let's go. This is Green Timer, and it's awesome. Um, so, I have to use my gift right now, and during worship, I just felt this overwhelming presence of comfort in the Holy Spirit today, just wanting to surround people here. If you need comfort today, that he just wants to surround you and love you. Words don't need to be spoken. Things don't need to be explained, but he just wants to comfort you where you're at because he loves you. So whoever that is for, please receive it fully. Um, so Pastor Jake asked me to share last week, and immediately when he asked me, this thing in my mind popped up, and it says, dare not forget. And so I spent all week trying to figure out what the heck that meant. <laughs> um, 
but I'm going to follow the path of the wonderful men who have gone before me. That we, I just took a look back in my life where I've gone over the past year and a half. And I dare not forget what God has told me during this season. Dare not forget the ground I've taken. And I dare not forget um, the things that he's challenged me with, grown me with, stripped away, and where I'm at today for it. So um, things I dare not forget, my identity. Um, For my whole life, uh, I realized that I really struggled with identity, with not really knowing who I was, not not really fully accepting who I was, always trying to make other people happy, worrying about what other people think. And it really wasn't until um, this last year and a half I really realized that God helped me focus on the fact that my identity is in Christ, right? And he has created me for a reason, for a purpose. He's created you for a reason and a purpose. So I want to challenge you that there are gifts that are in you, that there is the way that God has created you to be, and that it's a powerful thing when you live that out. That there is a fullness of life that comes when you meet that place of where God has created you to be and that purpose that he has for you to live out. And so I dare not forget that my identity is in Christ, that he has given me unique gifts, he has given me unique deposits that I better be using and being activated in. Because when you get activated in that thing, just wait to see what God has for you and the fullness and the blessing that you are going to be to the people around you. So do not allow the identity that the world is trying to place on you to, di- to dictate where your life is going to go and who you need to be. We say no to that. Did you guys know that you can say no to the enemy today? Do you guys know that? Do you guys live that out? You can say return to sender, okay? I don't need to receive the lies that the enemy is putting on me. You can throw that in the garbage. Say, no, not today. Not today. So my identity is in Christ. Don't forget the nuggets that God has given you. And no, it's not the McDonald's nuggets, even though everyone wants some nuggets. But the deposits that he has given you, the truths that he has given you, the words that he has spoken to you, don't forget the truths that he has given you in your life. Reflect on them. If God has given you words, go back and read them over. Expect them to come to flourishing. Expect them to come to pass. Expect the prayers that you have been having for your family to be answered. Right? Those nuggets that he has deposited in you, remember them and walk with them and freely give them to others. This is what God's given me. Here, maybe it will help you. But freely give of the things that God has given you. Those unique deposits that he has taught you along the way, don't forget them. Take those nuggets with you. Okay? And then his presence. Good grief. I'm just, cha- I want to chase after his presence. I have lived, in, lived way too, and, and yeah, I know I'm not that old, okay? But I have lived in way too long not chasing after what God has. Not being in his presence, not being close to his heart for me. Okay? We live so much in the world. 
and would be in the world, but not of the world. But you need to be that light. You need to be in there. And you need to be chasing after the presence. Follow the grace. Follow the peace that comes when you find his presence and chase after it with the fullness of what you have. God has come that you may have life and have it to the full. Right? Chase after the fullness that he has for you. I see you red lights, but I'm not going to listen to you. Because the enemy had done a pretty decent job at hiding the things that I have of allowing me to forget the nuggets, allowing me to not live in his presence. And the enemy wants to keep you there because the enemy comes to seek and kill, destroy. But he has come that we may have life and have it to the fullest. So be encouraged that you are rooted in Christ, that your identity is in Christ. You have gifts to offer the people around you and you have blessings to offer the people around you. So get after that. Don't forget the nuggets that God has given you along the way because they are there. They are gems along the way. So you pick those up and you take them and freely give them, learn from them and pass them on and chase after his presence. Okay? We can, we can be so close to him that we can walk in the eye of a tornado and not get wrecked by the swirling chaos that's around us. Right? His presence is the eye. Okay, so follow and chase after his presence. Follow after the grace, follow after the peace. But follow after his presence and chase after it. Because it's there, and it's there for you to rest in. So there you go. Dare not forget. Dare not forget. I, I like that, dare not forget. Because we forget all the time, don't we? We forget about what God said and what God's done and who God has been to us, right? Like, it's so easy. That's why God was saying all the time to the Israelites, don't forget the things that I've done. And in fact, tell them to your family, tell them to people. And how was Kids Church? Oh, it's going great. Oh, it's... One lesson coming up here for the second. Yeah, Kayla oversees, if you don't know, Kayla oversees our Kids Church and she is just a machine. She's a firecracker and... Um, I, I can't wait to hear what you got to say, so here you go. Me too. It's the Lord, right? Um, yeah, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Kayla, and yeah, I already had my intro, so I will dive right into it. Going last is always like so much pressure because there's so many good words, but also I can keep you here as long as I want because I'm last, and I love that feeling of power. Um, so God has been putting on my heart the three S's recently, and so I'll be talking about those, and they are surrendered, set apart, and steadfast. So I'll start with surrender, because that's the thing I'm worst at. I am a big control freak, and so it's really hard for me to let go and just be like, yeah, I'm surrendered, I'm cruising, but I also struggle a lot with pride. And so I want to say that, yes, I did the surrender thing when I was, like, a kid, and it's great. My life is Jesus. It's a one-and-done deal, and I'm done. But if there's one thing I've learned is surrender is an everyday thing. It's not one decision you made when you were, like, eight years old. It's an everyday decision. God, I surrender my attitude to you today. God, I surrender my words to you today. And God, I surrender my actions, just laying down every day for him, something I've learned. 
And I also didn't like the word surrender when I first learned about it, because to me, surrender meant you're losing. And I hate losing something. Oh, man. Maybe not as much as Ella. She's very competitive as well, but I hate losing. But as I heard in a message a while ago, that surrender in Jesus isn't losing, it's victory. You gain freedom, and you gain the perfect guide in your life, and you gain a father who's never going to leave your side. And life is, life is heavy. It's, it's heavy, guys, but when we live a life surrendered in God, that is not for us to carry. It's for us to pass on. That's not for us to hold on to, that heaviness. That heaviness is for God to deal with when we're living life surrendered. We just have to make sure we're passing it off. Reminds me of high school rugby. Like, I got it. It's going back to you, God. You're handling that from now on. Galatians 2.20. For I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I love that verse so much. It's like, it's not even my life. This isn't, this isn't, I'm not living for myself. I'm living for you, God. And that's just such a powerful reminder. I set a reminder on my phone sometimes, and it scares me, because it will just pop up and say surrender throughout the day, and I'm like, what's happening? But then I, I, I remember now, it's part of my routine. <laughs> um, the second S I will be talking about is set apart. So this has been hitting me a lot lately, that our lives aren't supposed to look like the lives of the world around us. We're not, we're not supposed to be blending in. And I read this really interesting thing. I'm not sure if it's true, but it was a study that I saw. And it talked about the five people you spend the most time with are the five people who shape who you are at that time. So think about the people you're surrounding yourself with. That has to deal with being set apart. So just, I'll just let you think about that. Just a little mind nugget for you. <laughs> um, and the things that we allow into our minds and our eyes and our ears, these things are insignificant. They're not just in and out. They're in our heads. That's how our brains work, no matter how insignificant you think this is. So when you're feeling distant from God, it's not for no reason. It's not like you can't be taking in the world and then being like, God, where are you? I can't feel you, when you're just filling your heart and your mind with the pollution of the world. Those go hand in hand. Um, First Peter 2.9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And as we hear so often at Hope City Church, you are called for such a time as this. These verses aren't nothing. It says you're God's special possession, your chosen people. This, this is so significant. We're not, you can't be all of these things and be blending into the world. You can't be hidden when you're supposed to be this. Our lives are supposed to be the markers of Jesus here on earth. And how are we supposed to do that when we look like everybody else? A marker isn't supposed to be like everybody else. It's supposed to stand out. And we're supposed to be living set apart. And that's hard. We like being liked. Right? I love being liked. It's tough. And my favorite thing I've been learning about, because it's much newer to me, this word is steadfast. Um, Webster's Dictionary defines it as firmly fixed in place, immovable. Being steadfast in your relationship with God will take you from here, which is still great because it's not here, but it will take you to here. You need that steadfast. You need to be immovable in God to get up here. So, um, I'm sure a lot of you can identify with this. Sometimes you feel like you're going through a season of real closeness with God. Like, yes, 
my best friend, I can feel him, I can hear him. And then the next month, not so much. One week, I read my Bible last week, I'm, I did it so good, like, I don't have to do it this time as much. Like, it's still logged in my memory, right? I got my gold star from God. <laughs> but that distance isn't because God has more important clients he's dealing with. He didn't put you on hold. He's not like, I'll get right back to you, Kayla. I just have to deal with more important people, like Beyonce. No. <laughs> it's because you, you are putting God on hold. He's never putting you on hold. You're putting God on hold for the other priorities that you're making in your life. You're putting God on hold for the worry and the anxiety. You're getting complacent in your relationship with God. And that complacency gives the space for the devil to get in there and create that distance in God that you're feeling. I'm a real hater of complacency, if you haven't noticed. Don't stop reading your Bible. Don't stop praying. Don't start coming to church. Don't stop coming to church. Get alone with God and never stop giving thanks. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Rejoice, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will in you, Christ Jesus. I've had a lot of pain in my life, which means I've had a lot of opportunity for thankfulness. I would not be where I am today, standing in front of you guys with the faith that I have, if I had stopped giving thanks to God for saving me at every turn of my life. I thank God that he took me from the hands of depression and fear and hardness of heart. And he brought me here. And I thank him for the season I'm in right now. It's kind of confusing and I don't know where I'm going. And I'll thank him for the future that I have no idea what will look like because all things turn out good for those. First Chronicles 16:34. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his steadfast love endures forever. Life is hard. Life is so hard, and I have Jesus, and life still feels hard, and I can't imagine going through life without Jesus and how hard that must be. It just blows my mind. <laughs> we can't afford to be complacent. His steadfast, immovable love is never leaving me, and it's never leaving any single one of you that's in this room. So I'm going to stay steadfast in my faith and my love for him. I'm not going to let my Bible reading become optional. If I do it one week, I don't have to do it the next I'm not going to let pr my prayer life become optional. I need them. We need these things like the air that we breathe. We need Jesus more than ever. <laughs> and I will never stop saying thank you to the God who has always shown up for me, no matter what that looked like. He's always going to show up for you, no matter where you are or who you are or what you're fighting with. He will always show up for you. He's never leaving. He is firmly fixed in your life. Now you get firmly fixed with him. He's not putting you on hold, so pick up the phone and never put it down again. That's where we need to be. So stay surrendered, stay set apart, and stay steadfast. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.